Paul says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Do you know God's incredible love? That God's love was greater than any sin he could commit. That God's love was greater than his dysfunctional family he came from. That God's love was and is greater than all. Sometimes we can have an intellectual knowledge of God's love. We can say, yeah, yeah, I know the Bible says God loves me. Yeah, I grew up with the song, yes, Jesus loves me. I get it. (laughs) Do we though? We can understand in our mind something, but to experience it is something completely different. Jonathan Edwards said, there's two ways to know honey is sweet. Just like there's two ways to know God's love. You can know it with your mind. Yes, honey is sweet. Somebody told me honey honey was sweet. I, I can see it, it looks pretty good, but it's not the same. To hear someone say, this honey is good for you. It tastes amazing, try it. And then to actually try it is a different thing. You see, until you taste honey, you don't know how sweet it really is. And until you taste the incredible love of God, how do you know how deep it is, how wide it is, how high it is, how sweet it really is, and how it's for you and for me? See, the enemy will come to us and say, well, that love, that experiential love, that's not for you. That's for the pastor. (laughs) That's not for you. That's for this holy saint in the past. That's not really for you because God, he doesn't love you that much. That is a lie. See, God's love knows no bounds. God's love is for you. Word to know, to know God's love is the Greek word gnosko. This is to love, this is to know by experience. See, you could be legally married to somebody on paper, but if that's not a love relationship, you're not gonna know love from that marriage. You have to know that person. You have to live with that person. You have to consummate that marriage to know that you're loved by experience, not just by legal document. (laughs) You could be legally adopted and someone could sign those papers But until you've been embraced by your adopted father, until you've taken their last name and made it your own, do you really know that you have an adopted father? In the same way, God's love must be known by experience, not by legal document, but by an experience of the spirit. He says, I want you to be rooted and to be grounded in this love. When we are certain of God's love, then we can be rooted down like a plant. And only when a plant is rooted down or a tree is has its roots deep enough, can they then begin to grow above the surface? Can they then begin to flourish and to bear fruit? There's two types of roots. There's surface roots, and these are the daily roots. <laughs> this is like the daily growth of the roots. These roots every day, they take in nutrients. They're, the tree is built up from these roots. And then there's anchoring roots. Roots that go down so deeply below the surface that when the wind blows, that tree remains secure. It is anchored in place. Do we have daily roots? Do we spend time every day with God 
Do we take in his great love and incredible love for us each and every day? And are we anchored in it? So when the storms of life hit, we don't suddenly default to God can't really love me or he wouldn't have allowed X, Y, Z into my life. No, we need to let our roots go so deep into his experiential love that no matter how much money we have in our bank account, we know we are secure in his love. No matter if if our boss approves of us or not, we know the, the approval of our heavenly father. No matter what people gossip or say about us, we know that he knows who we really are. We need to be rooted and established in this love. This is the foundation upon which our life can stand. In Romans 8, 35 to 39, Paul talks about how nothing can separate us from God's love. And I'm going to read this passage in the New Living. And I want you to hear it as if God is speaking to you and speaking to me, speaking to our inner being as he wants to indwell in our hearts and show us his incredible love. This is what he says to you. This is what he says to me. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death, as the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This love, this love is a person. God is love. This God of love wants to reveal to you that he has incredible love for you. Let's pray. God, I thank you that as you made David a man after your own heart, that you were a God after David's heart and that you are that same God who is after our heart. And I pray today that our hearts would be open to you, God. We invite you in. We throw open wide the door of our heart to you, God. And we ask you to strengthen our inner beings. We ask you to dwell in our hearts, be at home in our lives, oh God. And I ask you, God, for each of us, just an incredible outpouring of the experiential love of God this week, that we would know, not just with our minds, not just with our mouths, not just with our eyes as we read the scripture, but that we would know by experience that you have incredible love for us and that our lives would be rooted and grounded in it. In your name we pray, amen.